0: Besties, it is Danny J, and I'm going to be doing a solo episode. Um, Our dear Jill is on a much earned and needed vacation in Hawaii with her man, and I am enjoying all her photos. But um, yeah, I'm home and taking care of a new baby puppy. So if you heard our last episode about the whole debacle, if you will, about making a hard decision, we did make our decision, and we've had our little girl for a little. I guess just a week and two days now. And she has been amazing. And it was such a good choice. Oh my God. I'm so in love with her. Um, so if you want to find her, you can follow my dog at Beasley, the Aussie on Instagram. We named her Beasley after, not really after Pam Beasley on the office, but we were thinking of names and I was like liking names like Harley and Huntley. And my boyfriend was not having it. And then I was like, what's Pam's last name on the office and he said Beasley and I was like it's Beasley that's her name so anyway um we're here and what I wanted to talk to about talk to you about today was not my puppy Beasley although I could go on and on about her. Um, I really wanted to talk about the end of the year and all of the pressure we have to make New Year's resolutions. And there's all these interesting narratives going on this time of year. Uh, I've seen some you know, people post going, there's 20 some days left, 40 days left, how many days left of the year? It's not time to quit, like run to the finish line and this push, push, hustle, go to the end. And then there's the idea of getting ready for the next year. What do you want to happen in 2022? And people making the resolutions and goals. And I want to offer up another opportunity or, I don't know, another uh, option. And that option is to chill the fuck out. <laughs> no. The option is to stop and reflect. And I actually did a little presentation for my friends um, Mastermind last week and I decided I'm going to take this presentation and share it with you all on the podcast because I thought it was useful information. So basically this is the year-end review and new year prep, but really it's like an audit, an audit of your year. And so I'll give a little background so we're all on the same page and vocabulary, but I teach something about, I teach some things about priorities and goal setting and planning and you can actually download the goal setting and priorities workshop, um, if you go to our Instagram bio, I believe, I'll make sure that that's updated and you can have all of the access to all this. But there's a presentation I did about a year and a half ago. It's all on Zoom and it's very visual on how to prioritize uh, your months and weeks and years and how to set goals and so, one of the things I have people do is to set their priorities in six key areas of your life. So, we've got work, finances, physical, mental health, family, spirituality, your social life, and educational. So, these six areas. And often, when I ask people what are their priorities, they say something like, Well, my family and God, or God and my family. But then you're looking at their life and their not spending time with any of their family. They are definitely don't have any kind of spiritual practice or I don't know, they're kind of treating you like shit. And you're like, really? Those are your priorities, huh? Eh? But I think the reason people say that is because that's what they want them to be or they feel like they need, that should be the right answer. And I'm putting right answer in quotes. And what I want to share with you is that priorities change and your priorities one month can be different than another. And so priority doesn't necessarily mean the most important thing. Okay. So there... What I mean by that is this. So if we have these six areas, right? Work, finances, physical, mental health, family, spirituality, social, educational. Not every single one of them could be the most important number one for the day, for the month, for the year, right? We can't have all number one priorities. It just is impossible. Priorities go in order of importance or what needs to get done. So I always set my priorities every single month and I change them as the month needs to change. So my big question I ask usually at the beginning of the month is in what area, if I could just get my shit together in this one area, what would it be? And it's not the most, uh, I don't know, well-worded question, but for me that really gets to the point of it. If I could just get my shit together in this one thing, what would it be? Right? Sometimes it's like, I just need to get my shit together in my body right now. I have not been working out. I have not been training. I've not been eating right. Number one, I got to get my health back. Right? Or sometimes it's, I need to get my shit together, my relationship. Like we have been fighting and we're not connecting and I gotta get, we gotta get our shit together. Like I need to put this relationship first. Maybe it's you're working towards your degree. You're like, okay, I have to finish this paper. Graduation's coming. I got stuff to do. I gotta get to my shit together here. Okay. So hopefully that frame of getting your shit together will help you understand what the priority is. Now, the other piece of this that's really important to recognize is that, and we, I think Jill and I talked about this actually recently, is just because something isn't a priority doesn't mean it's not important. So let's just say that you're really consistent, at going to the gym, you're working out four or five days a week. It's a habit; you don't even think twice about it. You're always there. You're eating really healthy. You're good. So if you have of those six categories, physical is number six. Just because it's number six doesn't mean it's least important. It's just like it's good. I don't need a get really excited and focus on it right now because that's it's coasting. I'm good. Or maybe things are going really well with you and your partner. You're like, we have date nights, we're connected, we're doing great, but my work right now is struggling. So priority number one is going to be work and maybe four, five, six is going to be your partner. And not because they're not important, but because they're fine, right? You're good. So just kind of keep this as like our framework for how we're thinking about when I say priorities and what's important is it's really, I want to say what's urgent and what's the most important now, not what's important in your, the most important in your life. Of course, relationships in your life are very important. Of course, your physical body is most important in your life. Because if you don't have that, you don't have your health, you don't have anything. But we're going to just break this down into like month by month, things are going to change. Things are going to shift. You'll know you've been listening, if you have been listening to the podcast this last year you know, my mom got really sick and I became her caretaker. And so for quite a few months, number one for me was family. It was taking care of her, making sure she was getting to her appointments. And unfortunately, my physical mental health was down on the bottom because it just wasn't, it wasn't the top thing. I know I need to take care of myself and I did the minimum and I, you know, put on my oxygen mask, but that's about all I did was had some oxygen in my nose. That's it. Then she passed away. And the last couple of months, my number one priority has been my physical and mental health. I put myself first. And my family has been down the list a little bit. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Because right now, that's what needs to be priority for me. Next month, I'm probably going to put back my work and finances. Because that has really, really taken a backseat. And I'm really getting up and getting mentally prepared to focus on that. So when we, when I'm sharing this, I just want you to kind of look at the big picture of the entire year, but also just know that these things shift and change and they evolve every single month. In fact, every single day, they really can often change day to day. So I just want to kind of share, um, this is going to be some journaling activities you can do. I'd love for you to just think about it as I'm saying it. But maybe take some time to grab a journal or notebook and write these down. And also, I am going to provide the slides that I made. So all of this is written down for you. If you go to the Best Life Podcast Instagram, I'll have the link so you can download it. And I'll even post it in the Facebook group, which is thebestlifepodcast.com. So just FYI, I want you to have this. I'm super visual and I like to see things written down. So I'll give you these slides that I made. So... the first question is just to ask yourself how you did in these key areas. So I gave you the six, and we're just going to go through them one at a time. So the first one is your physical and mental health. So the idea is to score yourself a one through 10. Give yourself a score overall of that entire year. So, and be careful to not just lean towards like right now. So it's like the holidays, maybe you've been on, you know, slacking a little bit because Thanksgiving and it's cold. But if you were like really killing it in the summer, don't you know, dock yourself too many points because you're doing bad now, right? So, overall, from January to December 2021, score yourself one to 10. And then I want you to ask yourself what is one like domino habit that you can implement that might help how you increase how you feel overall? One domino habit. So, what I mean by a domino habit, it's like the one thing you do that actually affects other things as well. So, as an example, my boyfriend, when he works out, he's like, whenever I work out, I want to eat better. Like I'm not tempted to eat shitty food when I'm working out. For some people, it's the opposite. Like when they're at work, when they're eating really well, then they're like, yeah, now I want to go to the gym. I want to start training. Maybe it's drinking water. For me, that's when I drink more water, I feel healthier and then I start to make better choices. And so I started to make myself put a, and shout out Dr. Danny Homer. She helped me with this to put a glass of water on my bedstand. And first thing I do in the morning before I do anything else is I like, chug that water. And I'll tell you what, I may still not drink any water the rest of the day, but I know I at least did it the one time at the beginning of the day. And that just helps me mentally know that I'm doing better at making better choices. So score yourself one to 10, and then ask yourself what are one or two habits that you can change or that you can add to help you move up a point or two. So maybe you're at a six, What can you do? What can you change? What can you stop doing? Or what can you add that maybe gets you to a seven or an eight and see how you can maintain that? And this includes mental health too. Maybe this is setting boundaries. Maybe this is, you know, creating some space, taking a day off of work or something like that. Okay, the next one is spiritual. So, spiritual is interesting and it's a very personal one for people. I think it's super important to first define what does spirituality look like to you? What does it mean to you? So I grew up in a very religious home. And so for me, spirituality, for a long time, I had a hard time separating spirituality from religion. But to me, a spiritual practice can look like, and these are some examples for you. Maybe it's hiking in nature, getting outside. Maybe it's studying your Bible or scripture. Maybe it's singing worship songs. Maybe it's going to a yoga or meditation or sound bowl class. Maybe it's experiencing plant medicine. But what does a spiritual practice look like to you? Lighting a candle, you know, sitting quietly. And score yourself one to 10 on how you did over the year in your spirituality. And honestly, I will tell you just like straight up truth I didn't ever think this was important before. I didn't think it was important. I think because I had such a divide on like religion and what spirituality was. But for me, spirituality really is made more of a connection with yourself and with others. So how can you increase connection? How can you increase empathy? Having a spiritual practice helps you tune into yourself more. We talk a lot about self-trust and we talk a lot about Um, intuition and trusting your own inner guidance. And so having a spiritual practice, I really believe helps you start to tune into those things and start to trust yourself more. So then I want you to ask yourself, what are one or two things you can do to deepen your connection to, you know, X, whatever X is. So deepen your connection to source, deepen your connection to God, to universe, to heavenly father, to your higher self, whatever that is, how can you deepen that connection? And then we'll move on to family. So family, also score yourself one to 10. How do you feel like you showed up for your family? How do you feel like you spent time with them? One to 10. And in this, I want you to decide who is family. I put family in quotes. Who's family? family is that your mom and dad is this your siblings is this just your kids and your partner is this your spouse is this your roommates are these like your close friends who live nearby maybe it's you and your doggy so define who family is for you and define what relationships are your priorities like what are the most important relationships to you and when i define this i really think about like it's kind of a morbid way to do it but what relationships if they if this person was gone, would I be most devastated by? You know, I did lose my mom this year. And I guess maybe that's why I'm thinking morbidly. But if there was a person in my life and they really are important to me, and I keep saying, we need to meet up, we need to touch base, we need to have a call. And for some reason, they didn't make it through the year how would I feel if I didn't touch base with them, if I didn't show up for them, if I didn't say the things I needed to say to them. So asking yourself, who is family and what relationships are your priorities and making sure that they are priority to you. So for me, you know, I'm in a romantic relationship and partnership. And so that's one of my most important relationships. Now, I do have a brother. He's amazing. And I want to deepen my relationship with him, but I don't spend most of my time with him. So I want to make him more of a priority, but I want to make the priority of the people I'm around most even more so. So hopefully that makes sense. It doesn't mean like my dad too, uh, my dad and my brother, I want to spend more time with them. I would be devastated if they were lost. And so more than anything, I've been made aware of that. But at the same time, they have their families and who they're with. And so just ask yourself, what relationships are your priorities? And then how are you making sure that they stay your priority? And what are one or two ways you can make sure to nurture the important relationships? You know, I've talked about the book Will, Will Smith's book, and his family is so important, but he was working really hard. He was basically workaholic and he was doing all this and he's like, I'm doing this for them. And they were resentful. They're like, you're not here. You're not showing up for us. And so are you doing all this stuff for them and they don't even know because they don't get to see you and be with you? So these are really, really important questions and I think this is a big one to really reflect on and how you show up for those people who you consider the most important in your life. And the third one is educational. So I want you to score yourself one to ten on how you did on how you've grown in your knowledge or your expertise this year. Maybe you took some classes, some continuing education classes, maybe you just got in and just really became more of an expert in your field. And then Asking yourself, what is something you want to learn or continue to learn next year? What are you excited about? Maybe it it has to do with your field, maybe not. Like for me right now, I'm in the middle of literally watching as many puppy training videos as I can. I'm trying to learn about how to train a dog, how to train a puppy, because I want this dog to be well-behaved. So wherever I take her, she's not an asshole. (laughs) So I'm learning a lot and I've learned so much about how dogs behave, things that are really, really cool to me I didn't know. And it's something I wanna continue to learn and it has nothing to do with my field, it has nothing to do with really anything except my own personal satisfaction. So educational, score yourself one to 10 and then ask score yourself one to 10 on how you've grown and then ask what is something you wanna learn or continue to learn in the next year. And then work and financial. I want you to again, score yourself one to 10 on how you did overall. How are your finances this year? You got a little more savings, a little less debt. Are you worse off than last year? You know, what happened with that? And then I want you to write down what were some positive investments or financial decisions you made this year. I want your mind to go here because I want you to not consider spending money as bad. I think spending money can be great. So what were some positive investments or financial decisions that could have been hiring a coach I'll tell you what, Jill and I did something this year, which probably one of the best investments I made this year, was we hired a makeup artist. She actually is a photographer for Jill Vio. Shout out Vio Violet Artistry. We hired her to teach us how to do our own makeup. And I will tell you why this was so important for me and such a great investment. So I speak at different events and sometimes I hire a makeup artist wherever I go. And it can, one, add up and get expensive and be really tricky to find someone. And two, sometimes they don't do the best job. Like, you don't know who you're going to get. You're just kind of hoping and crossing your fingers. And there's been times where I've hired a makeup artist or hair person. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to redo this. It just does not look like it doesn't look like me and whatever. It's freaky, right? So I hired someone to teach me so that I have the skills Now I have the products, I know how to do it, I feel more confident. Now, not only do I feel confident on stage, I feel more confident going out just on dates and things like that, it's really, really cool. I wish I had done this before, honestly. So for me, that was a great investment of my time and money. And now I have the skill that I can use for my photo shoots going forward, for speaking going forward, and don't have to stress about not having somebody there for me. And then a question to ask yourself is what are ways I can be a better steward with my money. What are ways I can be a better steward with my money? How can I just show that I am honoring what I've been given? Maybe it's watching my spending habits. Maybe it's doing a little better savings. Maybe it's the way I charge. But asking yourself those kind of questions, how you can be a better steward. And then there is social, the last one scoring yourself one to 10 on this and asking first, how have I grown my network or expanded my circles? How have I grown my network or expanded my circles? So I truly believe that people are the key to everything we need. Someone out there has the answer you need for your problem. Someone out there has the finances or resources or is the person who's supposed to be in your life like your dream partner? You have to expand and grow your network and your circles if you want to grow your business, if you want to just get anything done. So asking yourself how you did there, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's very important. And then this is a very personal question and you have to be honest with yourself. This takes some self-reflection, but do you need to spend more time with others or do you need to spend less? Would you be better off saying no to going to events and parties or would you be better off saying yes more often? Now, the reason I share this is because personally, there's been a couple times in my life where I get FOMO. I hate to admit it, but I do. If there's an event going on, I'm like, I need to be there. I don't know who's gonna be there. I wanna meet someone. I wanna show up. What if something cool happens? So I just say yes to everything. But when I say yes to everything, it doesn't give me a lot of time to go home, to integrate, to make deeper connections. And so 2020 was a great way for me to say no and to get rid of the FOMO cuz nobody could do anything. But you do need to ask yourself, you know, are you spending too much time socializing and you're maybe avoiding other things you should be doing? Are you spending too much time with friends when maybe you should be spending more time? Maybe like your your deepest desire is to be with a partner, but you're not going out and dating cuz you're just st- spending time with your friends instead cuz it's easier. So, asking yourself Would you be better off saying no to more social social events or activities or saying yes? And that is a decision that you have to make personally and know yourself. So those are the six things and would love for you to take the time. And I, I know I talk really fast. So to take the time, maybe pause this, write it down. You can download this from the Facebook group or the description. And then the last... Piece is just big picture questions of the year. Big picture questions. What was the most memorable part of 2021 for you? What was the most memorable part? And how do you define success and what did you succeed at? Now, everyone's definition of success is so different. And so it's really important that you find your definition of success and then look at how did you succeed in your own definition? How did you succeed? And then the last is just asking, how can you create more memorable moments? I know there's the most memorable part of the year, and our lives are really just made up of small, memorable moments. Like, we're not going to remember the morning we woke up and brushed our teeth and did all the mundane things and went to bed. Like, if I just asked you what happened on March 14th this year, you probably would have no idea. Unless March 14th was like your birthday or party or something, that was memorable. But otherwise, it was just, I don't know. I don't even know what day of the week that was. So... There are certain, just little highlights in our year that just create these memories. And when you're at the end of your life, all you really have is those memories and those memorable moments. So thinking about the memorable moments you had and asking how can you make, create more of those. And lastly, just writing down the whole, how do you feel about the year as a whole? And then how did you feel about your year as a whole? <laughs> Cause I honestly kind of feel like the year as a whole 2021 was a little bit of a shit show, just being honest. But my year, my year was okay. I mean, I definitely had my, I had a really hard year, but I had some really amazing things too. And so when I bring it back to looking at all of these six key areas and how I did, I'm like, you know, I did okay. I'm proud of myself. I succeeded at the things that I define success in. And I held it together and I managed to make it. And I feel like doing this type of activity before pushing into the new year, before creating new goals, before doing anything like that, is take some time to reflect and look back and appreciate what you've been through, what you've pushed through, all the areas you're working on, and maybe what key areas you need to focus on again. And I would really encourage this time, I I love that Jill's actually on vacation right now. I'm really thinking... um, December for me is a time where I do want to spend more time reflecting you know we the world we live in the planet we live in has seasons right maybe some states have less seasons (laughs) maybe if you live in California there's not like snow but the the planet has seasons right we have spring summer fall winter Spring is when you're planting the seeds, the babies are being born, the seedlings are starting to sprout. The summer is starting to grow and things are starting to to flourish and and just come out. And then the fall is the harvest. Like all that work you did planting and and sowing, now you're reaping in the fall. You're taking the fruit. You're you're create, You're taking that harvest. And then the winter, everything dies. The leaves fall off. The bears are hibernating, and The earth goes through these cycles, and I think it's important that we go through these cycles as well. We don't need to, if you're reading those posts about pushing through to the end of the year, you don't have to push. Like, maybe this is your winter. Maybe not. Maybe this is not your winter, but choose your winter. It doesn't have to coincide with the planet winter, but give yourself that time of rest, of reprieve, of reflection before you go into the next year and the next season just kind of dragging the old shit through. So I hope I really hope this was helpful to you. Um, I know I ran through it a little bit quickly, but um, I will give you the download. And if you listen to these podcasts and like these episodes, please share them. Please share them on social media. Tag us at The Best Life Podcast. We'd love to reshare. I'd love to hear your takeaways. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com and our Facebook group, love to see you there. And you can find us on Instagram as well. Our links are in the bios. And please, if you haven't left us a review, if you could give us one present in 2021 is to leave us a review, a five-star review, if you believe we deserve five stars, which I hope you do, and um, let people know what they are in for if they're listening to The Best Life. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.